Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, beautiful and blue today, even matches his eyes, Mr. Andy Molitor. How are we doing, bud? Pretty good. Whenever my hat's on crooked, I try to adjust it, but I'm looking at the monitor, and that shit is backwards. So I do it wrong. Like every trippy. time I, I, I make it worse, always. But I'm I'm good. Yesterday could have been better. Um, as has been like the the theme of bowl season. I found some good live bets as we went. None of them were originated by me. It's just listening to people smarter than me saying, "Hey, that guy was important, and now he's not in the game. You should bet the other team." So made most of my money on the Red Raiders, I suppose. And then we did have some. A bit of a lucky bet on Kansas second half over. It only took them scoring an obscene amount of fourth quarter points to get it to overtime where I think I had the worst of the number. I, a field goal would not have done it. Like one field goal would have still gotten me a loss. I needed at least four points in overtime. And obviously they got, I mean, there were, there were like 64 points in the second half as it turned out. So kind of a, a weird bowl season so far as I think bowl season is just bound and determined to get weirder and weirder every year with opt-outs and transfer portals and coaches moving around even more frequently, but such is life. And today I'm not a big fan. I should have worn my hat, my Gophers hat, I guess, but my Minnesota Gophers play in a bowl game today. Dan might have to help with the name of it. Do you really care? I have been to a game. It's a really nice campus. It is. Technically I'm, banned for life from the dorms from some unpleasantness when i was like 17 apparently i just we won't even get into that but i'm allowed to go to the stadium it is yeah, the bad boy coke. the bad it wasn't that bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl at yankee stadium oh this is such a shitty bowl so like all these guys who get into you you're bowl eligible yeah here we go like and I know if you're really good, you get to go to the Rose Bowl or one of the really cool bowls. But even some of the lesser bowls, it's like, hey, shit, we're going to the Bahamas. We're going to El Paso. We're going to Florida. Like, it just feels so bad. These ones that are in, like, Detroit and New York and Boston, like, co-rice. Like, I, I get it. It's all about the money, and this is a, a bit of a no- novelty to play at a baseball stadium, but it sucks to go from Minneapolis to New York, get off the plane. It's just as cold. So um, I played an under just because I've watched some Gophers football and this offense isn't very good. I don't know. Maybe Syracuse's defense is bad enough. I know this total has come up a bit, so I guess I'm the buyback again, small bet. Um, Yesterday I got cute with it. If you'd have told me there was a hundred fucking points scored, and I had the choice between Kansas plus two and a half and Kansas money line. So I'm not laying the juice on a two and a half and a hundred point game. So it kind of turned out to be funny because they lost, I think, yeah, by two in a game with a ton of points. But hopefully this one is slow grind as some of this Minnesota offense has been this year. And I likely will watch this because it's in the afternoon. I was going to say if it goes up against – if it goes up against Cowboys Titans, you're out of luck. But this is a two Eastern game, so I'll be I'll be paying attention. I don't like to watch unders. Um, I I talked a big game about the World Cup, like I watched every match. But if there was an under that I bet, I almost certainly didn't watch it. I can't stand that. I can't 
it just bothers my brain watching games I've bet unders on. Every ball looks like it's going in the net. Every ball looks like it's going over the fence. Every three pointer looks like it's it's, it's got just barely gonna move the, Yeah, every three pointer looks like it's not gonna even move the net. Just right through when you bet on. Maybe unders. we should do that study. Have a doctor. Have a bunch of people bet on unders track all their stuff, have the same group of people bet on overs, track their stuff, because there there honestly has to be, like, I guess no real value, but maybe add, maybe add, like, an extra, I don't know, half a percent to your model for overs being more fun. That It's true. Like, seriously, when I when I bet a baseball under, it, it's like, oh, shit, that's gone. And it's like, oh, or, or the second baseman caught it. Like, every single play, it's just mind, mind-numbingly nerve-wracking. I hate it, but uh, – which is why I bet an over tonight in the Cowboys game. You can get a pretty good number. I took 40. Um, I don't mind watching unders in the NFL, I guess. I do like it. Yeah, it's different. It's different in the NFL. I don't mind watching an under because it's football. I'm not going to miss it. But also I I appreciate just the flow of like uh, third downs being so important. But uh, basketball unders are the worst because it's a game of runs. I did bet the over here. This number has kind of gotten away from people as far as the Dallas side. It started nine-ish. Obviously, the Derrick Henry stuff is important. That moves it quite a bit. Apologies if you have Derrick Henry and you are in the championship game of your fantasy league. That is tough cookies. Same thing with Pollard. Same thing with, like, I don't know. if There's no chance you had Derrick Carr as your starter and you're in the championship game. That's a weird team, but kind of a a weird week. Derrick Henry is uh Derrick Henry is an important piece, but I did take an over here. I like what Dallas has done on offense. Obviously, they're scoring like 25, 30 a game here. Uh, it should be easy sledding. There's so many injuries. I mean, even if we end up going to the backup and we turn to the running game, Dallas should still move down the field. Like Dallas is gonna score garbage points as the winning team in this one and i don't expect tennessee to be completely dead this dallas defense is beat up as shit so malik willis is bad he can't throw the ball which is bad for a quarterback uh but i think we see some nice runs from him i think we see at least 10 points out of tennessee here so i do like this over a little bit again towards the end of the season i am scaling down nfl bets until we get back to the playoffs so don't go nuts on these but i uh I'll be cheering for points tonight, especially from uh, from my fantasy standpoint. I have Josh Jacobs, and they haven't said he's not going to play. But would any they said him. they said they they want to look at younger players. So I have this worry that he's going to get like six carries. So I've plugged Zeke Elliott into the lineup. So I am big. I'm a big Zeke guy tonight. I'd like to see him I'd like to see him do the serial thing a couple times. And I hate that Ewok. So. That's that's the funniest Jeff people use. So, who uh, who finds the end zone first? First, I'd like to see it right away. I have an over, so opening kickoff touchdown. I always cheer for that. It's um, I mean, it it probably is going to be your boy Zeke. I believe this is the lowest number I've seen as favorite for first touchdown score. He is plus three twenty five. Um, if you do the first touchdown score and the two plus touchdown score parlay, it's only plus six seventy five. So it's the market seems to think it's Zeke, which makes sense. Uh, they like to get Zeke the touchdowns even when Pollard is playing. If Pollard's out tonight, yeah, it's going to be Zeke. He might have forty five yards, but like five catches and three touchdowns. Oh, that'd be lovely. I could I could get down with that. So 
but it's awful. It's awful hard to bet a three to one in first touchdown because it is a high variance market. And I know you, I know you didn't bet Zeke. Well, I know it for sure. I can see it. Smaller pack today, five. And to be honest, it's four real bets and one FOMO bet. Um, Malik Willis, 16 to one. Doesn't look like Tractor Cito is going to be out there tonight. And as much as Tennessee is really um, probably not going to score a lot of points. I mean, it feels honestly a lot like the Rams game over the weekend, but the Rams somehow found a way to put up 20 something. I think it's something Drew talked about on the deep dive. It's hard to know what to expect from the Cowboys in this game. They're not really playing for much, if anything, at this point. So, uh, not that they're ever a team to rest guys. Jera hates crap like that. So they'll be out there and playing tonight. But again, maybe you don't get a full effort here. Again, Malik Willis, being as athletic he is, this should be closer to 10, 11 to 1, not 16. Cowboys defense, 20 to 1. They generate the most takeaways of any team in the NFL. The defense themselves have scored a couple touchdowns already this year. Again, Malik Willis is coming into the game. I know that he doesn't throw the ball as much, but he does still throw the ball. And no Derrick Henry, you're going to have fresh running backs out there. I think we're going to see a couple turnovers tonight. Maybe the Cowboys can get one for us. Dak Prescott, just a plug and play. Anytime Dak is 20 to 1 or higher, I'm going to bet him. Uh, scores a handful of touchdowns every year. Still more athletic than I think people remember. And as much as they do really like to give the ball to Zeke, he gets some looks. And no Pollard tonight, maybe he does. Robert Woods, yes, Malik Willis technically can throw the football, but rarely does. But when he does throw the football, he throws it to Robert Woods. You go back and look at all three games that he's had. Woods is the target leader by quite a bit. He's been the most consistent receiver on this Titans team. And one of the best ways to score on this Dallas Cowboys defense is against wide receivers. Um, honestly, I thought about just kind of sprinkling a couple other ones. Maybe I'll play Traylon Burks. Didn't really find a number I loved on that. But, yeah, Woods here, 31 Um 31 to 1 looks really great to me. And this is honestly a FOMO bet, Andy. Um, I don't know if you remember earlier in the year, I had a game where I bet just one defense and the other defense scored the first touchdown. Yeah, I do. Probably doesn't mean that I should bet the Titans, but the Titans defense has already scored a first touchdown this year. Again, I think this game has a chance to be a little clunky, a little messy here, and might see some stuff like that. And honestly, almost any defense is worth playing at 45 to 1. Had this kind of in the high 30s, so not necessarily a huge edge, but again, um, anything 40 to 1 or better on the Titans D looks good. So give me both defenses, both quarterbacks, and Robert Woods, who is still in the NFL for what feels like the 28th season. Yeah, I don't even think he's that old. Bobby Trees, they say in the chat. Remember the Titans was a good movie. Uh, watching the Titans tonight might not be that fun, but it is still Thursday Night Football. I'm not going to do Willis to throw one else. touchdown is plus 105. I don't even know how to respond to that. He's a very bad quarterback when it comes that to That has to be the ball. best odds ever for a quarterback to throw a touchdown, right? Like, uh, what's that, I know. I was, I was, for everybody else? I was – I was, and I do believe that the Cowboys – I would bet, like, if you gave me – I'm not sure what I'd need for a price, but like over one and a half turnovers by the Titans, that should be, that shouldn't be even money. Like that should be probably minus 150. Like I'm, I'm, I'm banking. I, I said that I have Dak and Zeke in my fantasy championship. I said, I'm, I need the people to fall down or be tackled after they intercept Willis. And it's like on his 10 passes, he's going to throw. So it is going to be. It is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be an ugly, ugly thing. Hopefully, it's forty-five nothing Cowboys at half, and I can just rest easy. Um, some hoops, and I don't know if we. I don't know if we have daytime hoops. As I mentioned, the Gophers Bowl game at Yankee Stadium does start nice and early. Looks like there is some daytime hoops. We have hoops starting in about an hour and fifteen minutes. I don't know if any of mine start terribly early. 
this is this is good just watching me scroll down a screen to see looks like not, none of this is too early i have all afternoon evening games but a couple looks some dogs i didn't already put these in on my bet spurts account the citadel which is just a fun name like i know it's the ohio state that's there it's fun that they say that but this is the actual name it is the citadel like on uh like on game of thrones not a very good team Five and seven, playing a much better team in Chattanooga. Chattanooga is very—it's uh, everyone's favorite uh, three-point shooting mid-major. They score a lot. They're fun, but not a great team as far as getting extra possessions. Not good on the offensive glass. Horrible with the turnovers. They don't force a lot of turnovers, and they're not terribly great on the, the defensive glass as well. So, looking for my Citadel. Key debts. I think it's the key debts, which is a weird one to I mean, just make something of those extra possessions. They're a terribly good free throw shooting team. I have them at plus seven and a half. I like that down to seven, maybe even I, I shouldn't say six and a half. I said I bet a seven yesterday. I said I like it down to six and a half. They lost by seven, of course, by not scoring for like the last three minutes. Honestly, probably should have won that game. College basketball is maddening, by the way. Uh, Coastal Carolina. I feel like I've bet on Coastal Carolina already once this year. I'd have to go check and see how that went. They are playing Louisiana Lafayette or whatever we want to call them now. A decent team, maybe not super deserving of their record. They are 10-2, and two, but haven't played a ton of good teams. They had a decent win against Samford, but, like, you know, they went out and played Texas, got the shit beat out of them. That's life. Another road game for them at Coastal. I think this should be a lot closer to a pick em. Coastal, not the best offensive team, but they do get a ton of offensive rebounds. One of the best free throw shooting teams in the nation and a half decent defense for a middle of the pack squad. Good enough that they should be hanging with a team like Lafayette in a home game. Wouldn't be surprised if they win this. You can get some three and a halfs on this. And the UTSA Roadrunners of Conference. USA, UTSA, playing Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is another team that, you know, for where they're at, as far as if you look at Torvik, you look at Ken Palm rankings, middle of the pack to above average team, they do turn the ball over an awful lot. They no, they do force a lot of turnovers, but their defense leaves something to be desired. And uh, this is a, a spot too where they're probably just laying too many points over it's, it's a game. It's a conference game. I know UTSA isn't very good. Their defense kind of stinks, but they are a team that's been been able to get inside, get to the line quite a bit. They do shoot the free throws pretty well. I like that for a game that, you know, they uh, lose by 10. I don't care. I don't think UTSA is live to win this game, but I do think it sticks around that eight to 10 range for a good chunk of the game. And then we get a fun sweat at the end inside, like, Oh man, are these assholes going to foul down 11 with 30 seconds left? Because, they, they think that's a thing that we should do in college. I don't know. It's it's always you're just taking your life and putting it in the hands of these 19-year-olds. Have fun with that, guys. But those are three looks. I bet those this morning. I love them all like my children. And let's switch over to the Adam Silvers League, which, by the way, the NBA is immensely popular. 12 months a year. The season never ends. The drama is great. I mean, one of the maybe one of the best shows, TV shows, just with the Chuck best Ernie. sports. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, it's even, not close. even, it's not even close. Like, I, I think you could have made a case ten years ago, like 
Terry Howie, Jimmy, like that was a very popular show when they were at the peak of their popularity. Nothing close to what you get with, oh my God, just Chuck and them are so good. And they got decimated by the NFL on Christmas Day. It's wild how popular the NFL is. And I mean, it's not like they put up bad numbers. Those are good numbers for those games. And it's, it's still wild how much, how much people love the NFL. One of those games was the Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The game was horrible. That's how sick you fuckers are. More people watch that than the, all the NBA games combined that day. I, I worry about you guys. But I'll be watching some NBA on my second screen tonight. And I'm probably going to watch one of these games, to tell you the truth, because I'm going to bet them. I thought I wanted to see if the multiple, how big the multiple was. Cause again, I know the NFL always has more viewers than the NBA when it's at the same time, but I feel like it's usually four to five times the amount of viewers. And this time it was only like three times the amount of viewers, yeah. but either way, the NBA just has to keep trying. You got to keep putting basketball on. I mean, that buck Celtics game was great. And at some point it'll be fine. People will get over there. Who knows? Maybe everyone's TVs were just stuck on whatever channel. That's what I've decided to believe. Um, but yes, the NBA was a little rough last night, Andy. Three-point variance is back. We backed uh, three teams last night. The Nuggets kind of took care of business, but the Magic and the Milwaukee Bucks combined to go 14 for 66 from three. It's not very good. <laughs> so that's, that's real bad. Came up a little short on a few bets, but um, two looks that I like tonight. Again, kind of a medium-sized slate. I, I, I like the way that the NBA is – kind of balance these slates out a little bit since Christmas. There's been six to eight games pretty much every night as opposed to doing the 12 and then three and 12 and the three and the 12 and the three. So a little more rhythm here tonight. Cavs Pacers should be a great game. No action for me there. Clippers Celtics should be awesome. I probably find a way to end up with a Clippers ticket. I just kind of want to see what the injury report um, ends up doing. And the Celtics are taking money. They're up to six and a half right now. Grizzlies Raptors will be kind of a mess. Knicks Spurs will be kind of a mess. But I like two teams, both underdogs here. No, this is not the Thunder plus 100 points. I'm pretty sure that there's not a line for the Thunder plus 100 points. This is a Thunder money line bet. Um, Oklahoma City goes to Charlotte tonight. Yes, Charlotte has all their guards back. Lamelo's back. Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward. I don't care. I think this Thunder team is definitely better than this Hornets team. Charlotte home court advantage is about as small as you get in the NBA at this point. They're struggling to get fans into that arena. There isn't really too many distractions in the city, city of Charlotte to keep you from playing good basketball. Um, again, I had the Rockets about three-point favorites in this spot. So happy to take them at plus 100, minus 105. Just going to take the money line, honestly. like that quite a bit. It's a much better than taking the plus one. I mean, I know Andy jinxed us yesterday with the six and a half and the seven. But if the Thunder lose this game by one point, I will start the show tomorrow with a very serious public apology for telling you not to take the plus one. Um, and then I'll stand up and applaud everyone who buys points. Um, I don't cheer against my bets that often, but <laughs> I want I want the Thunder to win by a hundred. Rockets plus ten and a half, plus nine or better. There's a ten out there right now. Playing against the Dallas Mavericks team, they've beaten once, covered against the second time, and look pretty good tonight. Again, this Rockets team, I don't love betting them on the road. I really do wish this game were in Houston. If it were in Houston, I would give me to get a plus six, plus seven. That's fine. I would be happy to do that. But ten and a half, double digits to a team they played very well against. Um, you know, as good as Luka Doncic is, the Mavericks defensively struggle against a team like the Rockets. So happy to take them plus ten and a half and. Savage Samurai, I did see your question a little bit earlier. I have bad news for you. Um, Savage Samurai asked, what do you think of Malik Monk 
to win six man of the year. Um, now Malik Monk fits kind of the stereotype of Jordan Clarkson of Lou Williams, but when it comes down to winning the Sixth Man of the Year award, this is really a prestige award. It, it only goes to teams that are very good. The average winner of the Sixth Man over the last 12 years has played on a team with a winning percentage of 65.8%. The last two winners were on teams with a winning record of over 70%, and 11 of the 12 teams with Sixth Man of the Year made the playoffs. I just don't think that the Hornets being the second worst team in the East, even if they are able to get close to kind of the plan scenario, are just going to garner enough attention. So uh, it is a nice big fat number, but I don't think that you, you bet that, unfortunately. I mean, look at the six man market. You've got Westbrook and George at the top, which is kind of puzzling. I guess it's just really it's a tough year for that. Um, hopefully you guys took some Malcolm Brogdon. I'm pretty sure I gave that on the show earlier in the year. He's down to five to one, maybe just a touch of value in that, but it's going to be tough for him to get the counting stats to get attention. And then Jordan Poole continues to sit at plus 350. I don't really like that. The, the one that maybe was more interesting was Benedict Mathurin of the Pacers is 12 to one. And he's looks like he's not going to get rookie of the year at this point. Um, Paolo Bancaro has been incredible. He's minus 650 to win rookie of the year. Um, so maybe it's Mathurin. They kind of hand him six man as, in a year where there's not really a clear six man, there's not really anybody to love, and they kind of wanted to give him a third rookie of the year anyway. So maybe that would be kind of a fun play. Maybe take a look at something like that. Um, and then yeah, Norman Powell for the Clippers. I think now is the time to start betting Clippers stuff. They're like plus one seventy five, plus one eighty to win the Pacific. Go ahead and play that for a little bit. And then Norman Powell, what was his number for six man of the year? Twenty to one. Go ahead, add a little bit of that. I can't remember if I gave out Norman Powell on the show earlier in the year. I think I did, but I think I already have some Norman Powell on my portfolio. But if you don't, go ahead and play 20 to 1 or better. So a little six-man award breakdown for you. It's weird how, how these work, too. Like, it's the same. We've, we've talked about so many award markets in the deep dive all year with the NFL. It's like, how do we reward this team? How do we reward this team for success? And I'm, I'm getting some breaking news that Malik Monk no longer plays for the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know if that's true or not. Does he play for the Kings? That's what I thought. He's not a Hornet. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He is playing for the Sacramento Excuse me. Well, I don't know why Google pulls up a picture of him in the Hornets and has him listed as a Hornets player. Apologies for that. I read that, and I didn't think that Google knew less than I did, but apparently I'm smarter than Google, and so is whoever's in the chat. Um, again, kind of a similar problem here. I mean, the Kings are the sixth seed right now. Do they keep that up? Are we lighting the beam that much? They feel like a 500 team, right? Yeah, I think that they are. They're playing a little bit ahead of themselves. Sabonis being injured here is, is a really bad thing. The Mavericks are playing better. I think they're going to climb up. I mean, I don't hate it, but I'm not going to bet it. You know who I'm betting? Ah, shit, maybe he starts. Televadova's on the Kings? He's in the league? So much Kings basketball I watch. I don't stay up late and watch West Coast basketball. So I'm, I'm more of a Powell guy. You know, I'm going Powell. So, and look at that. Dan Kelly got the Orlando to win the division at 185 to 1. Yeah, a few of us grabbed that. I think that was a, a couple people, including Drew, were pretty hot on like, hey, every, every, other, every other team in the division is like, kind of has some glaring flaws and if Orlando gets it together they might just be the the best of the worst despite being kind of young so yeah we are this is a Orlando Magic podcast we are it's our Orlando Magic and okay again apologies for getting that Monk was on the Kings but I definitely would prefer Pal. that's for sure okay um what do you prefer down end crikey 
Speaking of Matthew Depp, that's a oh man, that was my Delavadova segue. God fucking damn. <laughs> We're betting in an Australian tournament, and I had Delhi, and it just—it's gone. But anyway, the United Cup in Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane, God knows Melbourne. Who knows where they're playing this match? But um, any sneaky underdogs you like today? A big fat underdog, and like you like to say with your college basketball picks, man, this isn't going to go well. Not that Nadia Podoroska stinks, but she's not really as good as Caroline Garcia. Um, Garcia absolutely should be a heavy favorite in this match. Um, I see no reason for that not to be, but I'm looking at this price. I mean, Podoroska is six to one. Garcia is almost minus 1,000. That's just nuts to me. I mean, Caroline Garcia is somebody who has been known to be very up and down at a moment's notice, can lose a match for almost no reason whatsoever. Um, it's just, I really struggle with this number. And again, I'm just taking the money line. Don't play the game spread. I know plus six looks like a bunch of games. If Podoroska loses this match, she probably gets crushed. This is probably like a 6-1, 6-2 blowout affair. But I have her much closer, like a plus 300 underdog. Um, again, as opposed to what we're looking here, plus 600, I'm getting almost twice the price that I would expect to get. And the fun part about this, Andy, is this is going to be all happening while we're asleep. And, you know, unless you're an absolute deep, deep late night owl, this is 4.30 in the morning Eastern time. So hopefully this will be a nice kind of wake and cash. I won't have to watch and sweat this or do anything. But again, really like this money line price. Played it for a full unit. Give me plus 600 on Podoroska. Again, should be closer to plus 300. So I'll take the dog. Don't bet the spread. Jason Coogan says he got 600 to one. I don't know where you got Podoroska at 600 to one. That seems unlikely. I feel That's like he's probably... action. I feel like he's probably they're still talking about the Orlando Magic bet because yes, it was four hundred and ninety to one at Fanduel when uh, we talked about it that night on the on a halftime or whenever it first got brought up, and I think uh, a few people bet it and sizzled that number right off the bat. So, congrats to anyone who got some big numbers on that. We'll be cheering for the Magic all day long, all week long, all month long, all year long because the NBA season takes eleven fucking months. But we'll catch you. Tomorrow, we'll do some more bowl game action. We'll talk all kinds of sports, gamble on some stuff, hit the thumbs up on the way out, and hopefully your New Year's Eve preparations are going well. We'll see you tomorrow.